Blog Talk Radio. Live is the standing eight count and it starts now. Before the first round, I'll make a back down. I'm coming for the ground and no, we don't back down. I beat the track down, screaming like the crowd's gonna react. Wow, pound for pound, I'm the best in this game, man, hands down. The way I stand out ain't looking for a handout. I'm undisputed, gassed up, and never ran out. I'm underrated, undefeated, and look the brand. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back after a, a small little layoff because, well, the sport of boxing decided to stop for a while, too. So, damn it, we never did talk to you about it. Episode 22, Stan Diego, rocking and rolling. Elijah with me, as always. We got some boxing, baby, and it's early this week. What's going on, man? Not much, man. It's about time we were able to talk some boxing. Some yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it's like... It's like they they just they, every every like we we were running out of time every week and then all of a sudden they just like froze for like three weeks. I was like, wait a minute, what happened? Where, where'd everything go? <laughs> where they at though? Where they at though? Take the test. I still gotta get that clip. Yeah, that clip is hilarious. <laughs> That's gonna be my goal for next week. Is to maybe I'll try to come up with a new intro for the show. I don't know. I gotta put together some commercial blocks and maybe a new intro for Thanks. WrestleCast though. I'll try to to get on my uh, my editor editorial because so obviously we all know uh, flagship show WrestleCast Radio the G1 Climax 28 is going on as we speak right now uh, Friday night Saturday night and then tonight but after tonight they're taking like four days off till Thursday so I might have a, a Tuesday night. I might have a little bit of a window to to make up to to whip up some new cook cook it in the kitchen. Is that what they say, or in the lab? Yeah, in the lab. <laughs> I'm gonna cook it, cook it, cook it real hard. We got the obvious Manny Pacquiao Lucas Matisse fight from last night in Malaysia. Uh, we're gonna break that down. I also want to get into. A lot of news and rumors this week. There's there's a bunch of good stuff that I got on our on our little run sheet for everyone to kind of follow along with. Obviously, Wilder Joshua just keeps getting worse and worse after we thought it was oh finally. Oh my god! I I <laughs> you already you can already tell where that's gonna go. Uh, Chocolate. And uh, he hasn't he hasn't drove his head too far through a wall from this Wilder Joshua continuation of bullcrap that happens. But we're gonna take our first break. Uh, we're gonna let Alex drop in some knowledge. FML Solutions. We got a promo code coming soon for you guys. Malaysia, don't go away. Standing eight count. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. 
the best part though is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made in the USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative deer stand. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop culture is where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, so the sound radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com. Mail letters. Ship packages. All the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Sound Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint's Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, search bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over the safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, list. You can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No. But if you actually wanted boba, it's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe word's Barbara. <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> Elijah, did Manny Pacquiao win a Grammy for that track? (laughs) (laughs) Dang, you are just... (laughs) 
Sorry. Are you okay? That's yeah, okay. okay. No, now. it's okay. He uh, he he put his heart and soul to that song. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, folks. We got more Manny Pacquiao songs for you tonight. <laughs> he is everywhere. Champ is here. <laughs> the champ is here. Oh, Manny Pacquiao's doing big, big things, man. He's doing big things. He's original OG. <laughs> um, Boxing, singing, acting, running countries, man. This dude's like the Filipino Magic Johnson, man. Yeah, something. Magic Johnson's got talk shows, president of the Lakers, owning the Dodgers, kitten LeBron, like just doing everything. <laughs> oh. Let's go Lakers, by the way. Let's go Lakers. Anyway, Manny Pacquiao, Lucas Matisse fights from Saturday night in Malaysia. Uh, Real quick, Elijah, since I was a dunderhead and thought my subscription would automatically renew after my trial like every other subscription does, uh, it was not there. And they literally treated us, here's your your seven-day trial after the the Crawford fight and then never kept it on there. So I had to... (laughs) Go into the dark web as I usually do and bootleg this fight to check it out. Uh, I did manage to check it out, but I didn't see the undercard. Um, why don't you talk some of the undercard? I, I think you watched the four undercard fights. There was, I, I the... only watched. I only watched. Uh, there was two that were on ESPN Plus before the okay. Pacquiao fight that I watched. Um, um, I know one you mentioned was Carlos Canizales defending his WBA regular junior flyweight against Bin Lu, who you said was an up-and-coming Chinese superstar fighter. Uh, well, he what was kind of like, this fight? He was kind of um, kind of like a Zhu Ming type, like very decorated okay. amateur Olympian, got robbed in the gold medal fight in the Olympics, and he is fighting for a title, and he is only 1-0. Oh, wow, that's a... Why would you do that to somebody? Like, Lomachenko didn't even win that quick. No, and essentially... (laughs) Essentially, he was in there with a guy who had been in there for, like, 21 fights, who's actually a pretty good fighter himself, and he just... He looked inexperienced. He still looked like he was kind of fighting that amateur style. He was getting roughed up. You know, he was getting hit a lot. And eventually, um, he got stopped. And, like, the last round, TKO'd. He, like, took, like, five or six jabs in a row and then got hit with a couple, like, a few power punches. And he got dropped, and the ref was like, okay, that's enough. So, but um, the... God, what was his last name again? I can't. I can't remember. The, uh, the guy. This, uh, no, Carlos Cazares. He. You know what his. Uh, you know what his nickname was? Triple C. Triple C. <laughs> yeah. Did they? And did they say looks, what he was? Obviously, Carlos Canizales would be first and last. Yeah, I forgot what the middle one was, but. Um, man, he looked. He looked good. He could be a guy. Watch out for. He's. Uh, I believe he's. I believe he's twenty-one zero and one. He has eighteen knockouts with that knockout that he had. Wow! Against how Bin old, Lu. How old is he? 
Huh? How old is he? How old is he? Um, let me check here. I'm trying to that, find. That you know, that, that kind more. of a pedigree. Yeah, I'm trying to find more info on on him. By like, let's see here. I know he's not. I don't think he's super old. Obviously, junior flyweight too. We're we're coming up in September. We're gonna get the the super fly too, which is gonna be pretty sweet. So it's you know it's it's nice getting getting more of these more of these interim kind of guys coming in here getting these fights. Um, obviously twenty five. Okay, Hecky Budler being the big name in that division. Uh, Ken Shiro also having a title as well. But uh, yeah, it definitely helps getting that one hundred eight more more recognition. But uh, yeah, go 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 ahead, continue. That's pretty much it on that on that fight. Um, the second fight was uh, uh, Jack Tapura versus uh, Ortega. Yeah, and essentially, you know, it was a pretty it was a fun fight to watch. Uh, Tapura was like landing the the bigger punches, more active. But I mean, he was there to get hit too, you know. So he just wasn't as powerful as Tapora was, and Tapora was kind of letting him. What is going on here? Sorry. Okay. I'm believing you. Oh, <laughs> we lost Elijah again. He is. Uh, he is having blog talk is coming with some with some power tonight. Nah, I don't appreciate that. Oh, blog talk. I don't know why you always have to um, disagree with people. Anyway, but yeah, uh, you know, undercard was for the vacant WBA interim featherweight championship. So we'll get back into that uh, when we get Elijah back on with us. But uh, like I said, I I completely forgot that it wasn't my, my subscription wasn't working. So I caught the main event, uh, which which also was the meat and potatoes of what we're talking about. Anyway, what we saw Manny Pacquiao do a seven round dismantlement, dis uh, just. just Dis- dismemberment, dismantling. There we go. Uh, Lucas Matisse. I was not expecting the output that we were given from Pacquiao. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. You know, obviously Pacquiao is the better fighter of the two. With Pacquiao losing to Jeff Horn, I wasn't sure how he was going to react. He had a layoff. Um, we saw Lucas Matisse, who, after losing to Victor Postal, uh, you know, kind of in a, in a you know, he, he got beat on by, by Postal. Elijah, Elijah's back with us here. What's going on, man? I think Elijah's here. Elijah might be here. I believe I can fly. It says for his name. Um, you know, October 3rd, 2015, Postal KO'd Matisse, and we thought that was the end of him. But May 6th, 2017, he defeats Emmanuel Taylor. Won the WBA Intercontinental WBO International Welterweight titles. Then comes back that that next January of this year and uh, KOs Tiwa Kiram in the eighth round to win the vacant WBA regular welterweight. So he literally came back and started going to what what we had seen from Matisse. And that changed the entire outlook of Matisse for me going into this fight. Pacquiao, though, came back, and he looked strong. He looked really strong. Uh, he hadn't finished uh, – he hadn't knocked anyone out since, like, 2008, 2009. I think it was 2009. And 
you know, three knockdowns later, he stops Matisse in the in the seventh. They call the fight. Matisse took a knee in round five. Matisse got floored in round three. Pacquiao was putting just just crazy combinations with crazy speed together on these punches. But what really surprised me the most was the fact that he was countering shots that that Matisse were throwing like it was like it was nothing. I mean, overhand shot after overhand, he was he was one step ahead of encountering those punches, and it was incredible to see. I was one hundred percent not expecting the the type of fight that we saw. Uh, criticism going around for Lucas Matisse. Teddy Atlas says it looks like that Pacquiao fought a heavy bag with arms. I kind of disagree because you have to look at the, you know, what have you done for me lately? lately? And that's two nice wins with Emmanuel Taylor and Tira Kiwam that Lucas Matisse did have. So you can't discredit that whatsoever. Pacquiao looked to me, not the Pacquiao of old, obviously, but you know, that Manny Pacquiao that we've we've come to adjust ourselves to see, kind of like, you know, when, when him and Floyd stopped knocking people out and started just going the distance and outpointing and, and just outboxing everyone. That's what it seemed like to me. And Matisse was bigger than Manny Pacquiao, I feel. And I thought it was going to be a rougher fight, but I was I was wrong. I never, never thought that this fight was going to go the way it went. Um, let's see, let's see if Elijah, Elijah, you, you get it. I'm back. There you go. Um, I was I don't talking back. I don't know what's going on, man. I don't know. It's, 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 it's a, it's a rough and tough knockout fight, but uh, I was talking to Matisse, but let's back up and let you go back to what you were talking about with the Sapporo Ortega fight. Okay. So, um, Tapora to me, was a little was a lot more reckless, so he was taking a lot more chances, and you know he was getting hit some, but um, he wasn't really affected by the shots, so he um, he felt that he um, you know didn't really have to play much in the defense, and he seemed to be going all out like he was throwing all kinds of crazy, like, hooks and just power punches. And, you know, the other guy was boxing all right, but you could tell that when when uh, Tapura was landing, you know, they were hurting they were hurting him more, and his punches seemed to be a lot more effective. And the other guy was kind of always just kind of backing up and stuff. And finally, I think Tapura just wore him down and – he hit Ortega with this huge uppercut, just like massive, <laughs> just nasty uppercut. And he made it up, you know, he got knocked down and he made it up to the count of 10, but he was like really wobbly and just kind of not, not all there. And the fight was stopped, which was a good call because I mean, he blasted him with that uppercut. If he would have let the fight continue, he probably would have, gotten dropped like very soon after that so <laughs> so ref made the good call that's what we like to but hear. but jack jack is an entertaining jack DePore is an entertaining fighter um he definitely needs to work on his defense and not allow him to get hit as much because if he's in there with a more powerful puncher you know it could be bad for him but he puts his punches together nice has decent hand speed and he can hit hard so 
He's a he's a he'll he'll be a fun fighter to watch. I'll definitely check out more of his fights. I, you know, and I I've said this before, but I'm glad we're getting more of these lighter weight divisions on TV because you know years and years ago, if anything under you know under like 140 didn't get a ton of play. It seemed like I mean you'd see the fights, but not like this where every every show you're getting a flyweight, a junior flyweight, or bantamweight. You know, featherweight, str- like you're, you know, you look at strawweight, 105, knockout CP Freshmart, somebody that we've seen on HBO. Yeah. You, know, you, you look at, you know, you look at Rungviasai and Inoue and with Chuckle and Tito. I mean, they're doing shows called Superfly now. And I think people are starting to realize that you don't need, you know, in uh, Santa Cruz is another guy who's, who's headlining, throwing thousands of punches. I, yeah. I think they're realizing you don't need to just have heavyweights out there to get the big knockdowns. You're getting better fights with these weight classes. And, you know, over the last five to 10 years, they're really showcasing it. And now it's, now it's really standing out. I mean, aside from the main event, this whole undercard was all, you know, 115 and under, it seemed like. Yeah. And the the fights are fun, man. They, they throw, they got, they don't have as much body to carry around, so they're you know they're not as tired. You're getting more action, but obviously, uh, so when when you were um, when you were trying to to win your fight against Blog Talk, I started talking uh, Pacquiao Matisse. I I felt like this isn't Manny Pacquiao of old per se because you're just not going to get that. You know, it's it's people age, things happen, but. You know, he gets his first stoppage since 2009. But this felt to me like that smart, calculated Pacquiao that we were used to seeing, uh, you know, pre-Mayweather fight when he had that torn rotator cuff and he just kind of hasn't been the same since that fight. And it's one of those things where it, it it just feels like he's... He came out just way different to me. And I know, you know, pre-talk you had said it's, it's a little of him overachieving and a little of Matisse underachieving. But, you know, as I said, I said to our listeners, you know, losing, losing to Postal in 2015, taking the two years off, comes back and beats, beats Taylor. And then, and then beats, uh, um, I don't know why it's blanking on me now. I, I've said his Kiwam, name three times. Tiram, yeah, Tiram. Tiram. And yeah. He, you know, he wins three titles in those. He came back. He looked bigger to me than Manny too. On Saturday, he looked like the bigger fighter, but, the thing that impressed me more than the, obviously, yes, you know, as we'll talk about, Pacquiao had the speed back. He had the, the footwork. He was putting his punches together. But I've never seen him counterpunch so well. It just to me felt like every time Matisse was throwing something, he was coming over that punch and countering him. And I know Matisse looked slow. And I know Matisse looked, looked a little bit different than what we expected in the strain wreck of a fight, but... I don't know. After he dropped him in the third round, it, it looked like Matisse went, whoa, this is not what I thought was. I mean, Matisse was going and saying, I'm going to retire him, and I'm going to keep my win streak and my comeback going. And he just, he got dominated. I mean, you know, he took that knee with that right hand that he ate in the fifth, and then obviously in the seventh, he ended it. I got a couple thoughts of what I think Pacquiao should do next, but before we get get all the way that far. What was your thoughts on this main event? Excuse it me. was, it was a very, I, I figured it was going to go the way it, 
it did more than anything. I mean, I thought maybe Matisse could land a land a big punch possibly because you know he is a big punch, a big puncher. But I mean, he landed a really good straight right hand, I believe, and Pacquiao just shrugged it off. <laughs> I don't remember. I think it was in the second round, maybe, or the third round. And I think maybe after that point, he's like, oh, my God, he can take my punches. And it just, to me, it just, Matisse is just, he's never the fastest fighter in the world. You know, he's slower now. Mm-hmm. Um, he just, he can't, I don't think he can pull the trigger like he used to. And when you're in there with a guy you know, even on Manny Pacquiao's slowest day, he's still going to be a lot faster than Matisse. And when when you're in there with a guy who is as fast as Pacquiao is and throws his punches from all different angles and throws as many punches from those different angles as he does, it can be very hard for slower power-punching guys to pull the trigger because, you know, Pacquiao hits hard too, so you have to worry about getting hit hard and getting hit a bunch of times. And, you know, you always stand a chance of getting knocked out by Pacquiao. So I just think all those combined with all that just kind of didn't help do Matisse any favors at this point in his career. And I kind of expected, you know, I didn't expect him to get stopped, but I expected the typical – Pacquiao clinic against a bigger, slower fighter that he's kind of shown to put on these last few years, minus the knockouts. How do you how do you rate the overall performance for Pacquiao after coming off the little bit of a layoff with with Jeff Horn and kind of you know once again getting a decision loss that he clearly didn't lose, you know, which could be demoralizing to a fighter at some point, but. Oh, I I think I just think I mean, Horn were you was a bad like, him? I just I just think Horn was a bad matchup for him. Were, even though he would be even though he beat him. Horn, I th- mm-hmm. huh? Go on, oh, keep going, keep going. I, oh, I just I think I think Horn was just physically a like a bad matchup for Pacquiao just cuz uh, just the f- physical size difference. And even though I thought Pacquiao won that fight, I still think it's you know it's going to be harder to look as good against somebody that is like roughing you up. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. doesn't help that Pacquiao got cut and was bleeding all over the place and looked like the smaller yeah. guy and at times looked like he was being kind of bullied around the ring, even though he was you know landing the better punches and doing the better work, but. Against Matisse, you know, he didn't have to worry about that. So he could come out right away and just come out rapid fire and be aggressive and throw his combinations and tee off on Matisse. Were you expecting this good of a performance, though, from Pacquiao? Obviously, we I'm sure we both assumed the victory was going to be there. But I don't know. Like, I guess, I guess that's where I'm torn because I knew – I knew Matisse didn't have that that good of a shot. You know, probably a probably a two to one chance. I'd give it sixty percent to uh, to Pacquiao to win, sixty five percent. But I just I don't know for some reason I felt like I was watching a 
are revitalized and you know what we what we're used to from Manny. Yeah, I just I feel like he hasn't. I feel even though he's slower, I don't feel like he's ton a lot lost a ton of speed. You know, he's slower than he used to be, but he's still not like slow by any means. And you put him in there with the right matchup, and he's gonna look pretty good. I mean, you know, Brent he he hasn't he hasn't really looked terrible or like not that great besides the Floyd Mayweather fight, honestly. You know, recently. Mm-hmm. So, I don't like. I expe- I expected him to come out and look pretty good, especially being that I didn't think Matisse was gonna like bully him very much. So, so where do you go next? Um, there's a few rumors going around. Obviously, names are being thrown around. I have a couple ideas what I want to see, and mine are gonna come off a little crazy. I think. What do you want to see next with Manny Pacquiao? If I mean he he said he you know if possible he'd like to fight again this year. He's not done. He, he said you know this is it, the performance tonight. I can't end on this note because of how well it went, and I think that's the right attitude to have. What do you what do you go next with Pacquiao? Well, I think from what I heard. I thought I heard that Regis Prograves might have called Pacquiao out after. Now, 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 Prograves, which we'll get into later, is officially the eighth entrant in the in the World Boxing Super Series. So he's going to be yes. tied up if he wins that for three fights. So if they're going to fight, it's probably not. I mean, what 2020 when they fight? Yeah. If I'm Pacquiao, oh man, it's tough because. I don't think I can beat Terrence Crawford. Uh, I don't think I can beat Errol Spence. I maybe maybe I go after um, another a title. Like who else? Who else has a title besides Spence and Crawford? Who's the at one forty five or at one forty? Yeah, or no, he's yeah. yeah Pacquiao's fighting at one forty now. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who I would go after if I was Pacquiao. It's kind of hard to say because, like I said, I don't think I, I don't think I would be able to beat Crawford. I don't think I'd be able to beat Spence. Yeah, I mean, Thurman well, doesn't then have I, a title anymore. It, who's fighting for the vacant title? Is it is that the Porter Garcia fight? Is that for the vacant title? Yeah. Maybe maybe if I'm Pacquiao, I go after the winner of Garcia and Porter. Yeah. Or, or maybe I say, you know, even though it's not for a title, I go and avenge my loss to Jeff Horn, and have him yeah. fight me, have him fight me in uh, in my home country. Yeah, or even bring him to Vegas where he's a big name. Manny Pacquiao probably won't fight in the United States again for because he, he owes the IRS like twenty million dollars or something. That's why. He, <laughs> that's why. That's why. That's why he fought in Malaysia. That's why he fought in Australia. That's tight. He's like MC Hammer. So wasn't it, was, was it Hammer who owed the IRS money? <laughs> yeah. Jeez, these—it's crazy how many of these guys get in these situations in yeah. sports. It's probably because of the—it's probably because of all the money he made from the Mayweather fight. 
Yeah, there's. I know I was listening to something too, not to get too off topic, but a lot of people are saying like the hardest thing about being a sports a sports figure and going all over like that is the fact that in every single like uh, so like John Ireland uh, who just played by play for the Lakers, every every road game, so every city that he's in for a road game, he has to file a, a tax return for every state that he's in. Does it calls a game in? Really? So like. I think that's part of the reason some of these people get so like, so I'm guessing every NFL player who plays, you know, for every road game they play, they have to fill out a tax return for those eight games. Like that's why I think some of these sports people get in such goofy situations is, you know, you're not because, because technically you're making income in that state. Yeah. So, but, uh, you, you know, I, I think those, I think I think those are. I like the Jeff Horn idea. Um, I think especially the Jeff Horn idea, because I want him to get that loss back. Did you just get a home run? Did I? Home run. I thought I heard I the. So. I thought I heard. I thought I heard uh, uh, the show. The 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 guy yelling. No, I don't. I turn. I turn my. If I play it, I turn that controller off. So I turn the controller off if I'm playing, so I don't have to listen to that because it's so it's obnoxiously loud. I just remember on Tuesday, I was like, "Let's get into the home run derby." And all of a sudden, I heard, "Get a hit now!" And I was like, "Whoa, what's that?" (laughs) (laughs) And I thought I heard that. Um, But this is where I might sound like the crazy one, but. If I'm Pat, so Pacquiao and and Khan were talking about fighting, but immediately Eddie Hearn squashed squashed that and said uh, he wants. He told Amir Khan, "No, you should fight Kell Brook instead of Manny Pacquiao next." Uh, that just came out about an hour ago. So that's a good idea because they'll make a Kim, Kell Brook and Amir Khan like it, over overseas over there. They're gonna make. They've been talking about those two fighting forever and. They're gonna make so much money over there now that they're actually gonna fight. Like I it's a smart it's a smart fight for con money wise. Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Um I think like obviously, you know, Lomachenko always gets thrown out there. If I'm if I'm Pacquiao, I don't fight Lomachenko. I oh, just no. you know he's too much of a guy like in an odd way he's like he reminds me a lot of Pacquiao and Pacquiao is knocking people out, you know, odd angles, speed. I mean, his counter punching is ridiculous, but it just, it's style wise. It's just a terrible fight for him. And yeah. I know this is going to be much better, but I think if you, you know, if you're Pacquiao, who's, who's shown that he will fight anybody and, you know, if he can, he wants to fight the best guys and, you know, he may only have a couple fights left, and I think just like Cotto with some of the big fights he took, I think Pacquiao's willing to take a risk on a big-name fight because he's, he's one of the guys who's not scared to get hit. And, yeah. you know, it's dangerous, but it's also respectable because so many people nowadays are too afraid to get hit, and that's why they don't take these fights. I think if I really want to go for it, I'd fight Terrence Crawford. I know it's not the I mean, smartest fight. I know Crawford... I, I I shouldn't say I know. I I would say 
I would say probably 70, 70 to 75% I would put on Terrence Crawford to win that fight. I'd be very Crawford, confident that Crawford could win that fight. But I think if there's one person that Pacquiao's fighting style would give him a shot against that's a big name, it's Terrence Crawford. I mean, you could be right, but I don't know. I just think the size difference, the boxing ability, the length, I just... Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, don't, I I don't think he stands. I don't think he stands a chance. I just I mean, you I see feel what like, he, you see what he did to Horn, and I mean Pacquiao won that fight, but he did have some issues against Horn, and you see how bad Crawford beat up on Horn, murdered him. He, so I look at it as like like I said with the Jeff Horn fight, the the only hope Horn had was to get Crawford against the ropes. He got him against the ropes once, landed a nice combo, and showed it was the smart. It was the effective and smart thing to do, and he immediately backed off and let him out of the corner. And that was the he had he had about an eight second glimmer of hope, and he was too stupid enough to realize it. I just think Manny's smart enough where he would push the pressure on, and he might get knocked out. I would not be shocked if Pacquiao ate canvas, but. I think he's got a better chance of beating Crawford than he does against Lomachenko. And if you're looking at putting him in there with one of those two guys, I think Crawford is Crawford has the, the highest risk but highest reward, I think, out of the two, is where I'm going with this. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's 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 tough for me. Yeah, yeah, I, think, I, I, think, I think both fighters beat him. I just... Yeah. I just think I just think Crawford's size and like combination with his like combined with his boxing ability just I don't know I I think I think I actually think I might disagree with you I think he would have I think he'd have a better shot beating Lomachenko honestly but I don't I don't think he has a good shot of beating either guy you know what I mean No no I mean you know ten years ago be a different story but right now I mean yeah and that's Pacquiao's thirty nine years old I. Pacquiao in his prime, I would put up against anybody in these weight divisions that he's been dominating at. I really would because, yeah. you know, he's he like Floyd, and it's still one of the one of the biggest, you know, black X's over the sport of boxing is, you know, you see these generational fighters, and Floyd and Manny are two generational fighters that I don't know if we'll ever replicate. You know, I mean, we're what we're seeing with Lomachenko is amazing, but. I don't know if he'll ever be to the length of popularity and boxing ability and wins and quality wins that Floyd and Manny had. And it just, it's still just a, a huge bleep on the sport that they never fought in their prime. It still sucks. Yeah. I mean, God, it just, you know, every once in a while, I just think about that. I mean, that is the biggest there's so many different reasons that each guy could beat the other guy, and we'll never, we never got to see it. And the one time we got to see it was with a Floyd Mayweather who just didn't have the power that he used to have, have so we never got to see him really put him in, in danger like we know Floyd can do to people, and which would have been interesting to see how he could have reacted to that power that Floyd used to have. And we saw him in there fighting a Manny Pacquiao who, you know, I mean, it did a torn rotator cuff. <laughs> what more do you want? Like, the fight was the fight was marred from there, and you know, I mean, obviously yeah. it is what it is, but 
I just I feel like Manny's never gonna be that. But I think if I'm if I'm him, I just I gotta go out on at least trying for the top. And I know yeah. Bob Aram doesn't like it. And you know we can we can say this all the time about oh, it. Bob Aram. Manny Pacquiao has made you so much money and made top rank so valuable. Let him fight who he wants if he's going out. Well, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe if you know he fights the winner of Garcia Porter, who who isn't to say then he fights, you know, for a chance at a unification or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean, because I, I, Porter, Porter and Garcia are two guys that I think Pacquiao could beat. I'd love to watch him beat up Danny Garcia too. <laughs> That Jabberwocky mask. It's yeah. I mean, and then you know uh, he he's a champ. He like he's got one of the one of those titles again. And I mean, I don't know. I just I think Pacquiao by how good he looked against Matisse. I still think he's probably got like a few fights left in him. Yeah, and and so. let's 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 be honest too. I mean, what you know when it, with boxing. It's having a guy like Manny Pacquiao as a champion on top is good for the sport. It gets good publicity. You know, you see Manny Pacquiao on shows like First Take and such. So it's it's not a bad thing to have him on top. So I I like that idea. I and I'm with you. I just I want to see him. I don't want to see Bob Arum talk him into taking. You know, and, and this isn't this is not me trying to harp on on Floyd, but I don't want to see him where his last two fights are Andre Berto and Conor McGregor. Albeit the, the Berto was a safe and easy fight, and the Conor McGregor fight was the smartest thing ever because they took all of our money. So I can't <laughs> that. Like, like I said, I bet you those guys were lighting cigars with $100 bills laughing. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's just, it's, so I mean, it is what it is. But I just, I want to see Manny go out and fight. If he's gonna go only fight one or two more times, and and I think maybe maybe you're right about that because if we get if we get Garcia and Porter, I think gosh, I think they said like September is when that fight might actually might happen. Um, let's see, let me let me pull this up here. So Pacquiao's undecided on next opponent. This report came out today. Um, let me scroll through here and see if I can just catch any of the stuff on here. Uh, we'll rest for now before we decide what we want to do. You have to love what you do in order to do what I still do as a 39-year-old fighter. Um, it says, they, they write, here are the options for Pacquiao. Amir Khan says, the smartest choice for Pacquiao to face next is Khan. A lot of money in that fight against a guy that isn't a huge puncher. It's a win-win fight for Khan. He faces a guy with blazing hand speed and a huge fan base in the UK. So they said, kind of, kind of like what you said with Brooke. It'd be a UK fight. Terrence Crawford. This is this is a pretty big article, and it's kind of interesting from what I'm just kind of skimming. The counter-punching WBO welterweight champion Crawford is a very, has very little shot at getting a fight against Pacquiao. Crawford brings all the worst elements that Floyd Mayweather Jr. possesses, but he's a better puncher, and he moves a lot more. Pacquiao isn't going to want to have to chase a counter-puncher around the ring for 12 rounds at his age with him turning 40 this December. Besides, Crawford is not a star. He's liked by some hardcore boxing fans, but he's failed to catch on with the casual fans due to his defensive style of fighting. 
of the three potential opponents for Pacquiao, Khan would seem the likeliest. Khan comes to the fight. He's easy to work with in negotiations, and he has a, and he has a chin problem. It's the ideal opponent for Pacquiao. Last year, Pacquiao had been hoping to face Khan. Instead, Pacquiao's former promoter, Bob Arum, matched him against his top-ranked fighter, Jeff Horn, in Australia, and ended up losing a controversial 12-round unanimous decision. In hindsight, Aram should have made the Pacquiao-Khan fight because it looked bad the way Pacquiao was roughed up by Horn in a losing controversial decision in Brisbane, Australia. Everything about that fight looks bad in hindsight. Pacquiao is a much bigger fighter in his own hometown uh, of Australia. Uh, Pac- or Pacquiao fighting a much bigger fighter. It, it was a crazy fight to make. If the idea was to keep Pacquiao at top rank, Aram should have matched him with Khan instead of Horn. Then the other one it says is Vasil Lomachenko. Wait, um, can I cut you? Can I stop for one second? Yeah. What? How, how old? What? What? Uh, Terrence Crawford fights has that guy been watching? Couldn't tell you. I mean, like uh, I, I get that. I get that he's like I. I don't get the whole like. He's a like it may almost made it sound like he's saying that Crawford's a boring like defensive fighter, and that's not even not even the case at all. <laughs> No, like, no. <laughs> so I just, I just want I just want well, I get that, I get that, that he's that not the cr- most popular mm-hmm. and whatever, but to say that he's like, what do you say? Like he's a defensive fighter that yeah, he's got good defense, but he's uh, he's I don't know, that was just that no, was silly if- to me. If you want to say Crawford doesn't catch on with casuals and he's not a star, you can say that because he fights, he, he's fought some non-known names in smaller venues, if you want to say anything to me. Yeah. That, you know, no one wants to see, you know, people aren't, aren't caring about Hank Lundy and Lincoln, Nebraska. I'll give you that. But to say he's a boring fighter is asinine. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's not, he's knocking out everybody that he fights or stopping them. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, and he's actually, he's fighting them. Like he, he fought, like he didn't fight defensively against Jeff Horn. He like bullied Jeff Horn. Like Jeff Horn was supposed to bully him. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I, that, that kind of, that, that kind of, that kind of makes it, uh, somebody, uh, uh, we, we, what do we get here? Faded dream five said Pacquiao versus Crawford would be absolutely stupid. Crawford brings little dough. And as a stylistic nightmare, knowing that's happening. Khan is a great fight for the money, and because Khan isn't a heavy puncher, Pacquiao has a good chance here. Lomachenko is, is, a, is, Lomachenko is only a good choice if Pacquiao negotiates for it to be at 140. I don't want to see one guy drain and the other at his peak. 140, a catch weight of 138, or a no-go. I fancy Pacquiao's chances at 140. If he fights at 135, Loma might school him at this stage. Bronner isn't another choice that wasn't mentioned by any of you. This is an easier fight than the others here, and it brings good money too, possibly more than against Lomachenko. What do you think about Faded Dreams Five idea of Adrian Bronner? Oh, I that would be a, that would be a good fight that Pacquiao could would probably win because you know Adrian Bronner is gonna talk so much so much shit and he's gonna hype that fight up and it's gonna be the loudmouth, underachieving jackass that has potential versus the, like, super nice, humble, quiet dude who knocks, the, mm-hmm. who, like, beats up on guys. So, I think I, I would I would like to see that fight. I think that would that would be a good choice. And it would be a safe, a, probably a pretty safe fight for, for Pacquiao, too. 
if if Bronner comes out like his last fight and Pacquiao comes out like this fight, Pacquiao might beat his ass, and it might be one of the funnest things I watch all year. Yeah. This is going to say, uh, the other one from James James, Pac should go for the gusto and go out in a blaze of glory, like you said. Spence in December with the day of fight, uh, with the day of fight weight cap of 148 pounds fight time. Let's see if Spence can step up. I got Pack in a bushwhack, meaning a, a cluster f of a fight. <laughs> I don't see it, I, man. I, I'm assuming a bushwick would be two guys with their arms spinning in cyclones as there's like nine thousand punches thrown. <laughs> who, are, who are these? Are these guys commenting on the article that you're reading, or? Okay, yeah, man. I don't, man. Spence at this stage, I think Spence would kill Pacquiao. I'm sorry. Were you going to be nicer I don't want to... if it was something that tweeted to us? Yeah. <laughs> That's tight. Sorry, keep going, keep going. But no, I, I, I don't, I don't want to see a Spence fight at this point for Pacquiao. Spence needs to be chasing guy after guys like Keith Thurman and the other young title holders up there right now. Like no Pacquiao. This too about the Errol Spence thing, you know, I, I think I think Crawford and Lomachenko's a more dangerous fight than Errol Spence's for Pacquiao. I think Pacquiao's got a better shot against him than the other two. But in that weird boxing sense that, that we always talk about, I don't think it's worth it for Errol Spence. What happens if Spence got caught? That would suck I mean, for him. Yeah, like it. It doesn't. It doesn't make enough sense for me if I'm Errol Spence to take that. Like, and I know it's not a risk. I know Errol Spence is. You know, we know how good he is, but I just. I don't know if I'm Errol Spence. I'm not going in there with a guy like that for. You know, I mean, nah, it just that doesn't. That just I don't. It doesn't make sense to me. I, I'm and I'm not. This is by no means me saying Pacquiao beats him, but I just I don't know if I would. I don't think there's enough money in the risk of what that you know what could happen. I just wouldn't do that. Oh, uh, yeah, we're in agreement on that. What were you reading <laughs> yeah. about Lomachenko? What were you reading about Lomachenko before I interrupted you with the with the oh, whole uh, Lomachenko as the as the opponent? Yeah, yeah. Let me let me grab that. Let me go back to that article again here. Uh, Lomachenko, the movement, weird angles, small size, and the high work rate of Lomachenko makes him a lousy choice for Pacquiao to fight. Pacquiao would be doing Aram a huge favor by facing Lomachenko because it would help increase the Ukrainian's popularity. Win or lose, Lomachenko comes out of the Pacquiao fight like a more popular fighter. Pacquiao will most likely look bad. If Pacquiao beats Lomachenko with ease, the boxing fans will say he's a bully for picking, picking on such a small fighter. Uh, Pacquiao struggles to win, which would seem likely he'll be criticized by criticized because of his size advantage. Pacquiao loses Lomachenko, then it's game over. His career as a popular fighter will effectively be finished. Pacquiao continue fighting if he wants, but it's doubtful he'll draw fans like he once did. It'd be better that Pacquiao fight a bigger guy like Khan, Errol Spence, Danny Garcia, Sean Porter, or Keith Thurman than in facing a tiny fighter like Lomachenko. You know, those are some those are some good points, but I don't think a loss to Lomachenko is going to, like, until Manny Pacquiao, like, loses squarely and fairly to a guy on Jeff Horn's level, then I think his popularity is going to go down. But he loses to a guy, like, 
one of the best pound for pound fighters like Lomachenko, I don't think his popularity is going to go down, especially in the Philippines. I mean, people are still going to watch him. Like when he when he lose when he like loses fairly to a far lesser opponent, then I think that's when his popularity. Like, say he, if you were to lose to Brandon Rios, yeah, there you go. Like his popularity would have went down. Or say he loses to a guy like who was another guy that he just that he fought recently that was like just well below Jesse his Parker? like standards. Yeah, or if he loses to a guy like maybe even like Jesse Vargas, you know. Then that's when you're going to see his popularity go down. But I don't think a fight to I don't think a loss to Lomachenko is going to kill his career at this point. Oh, and and you know, piggybacking off the Broder fight because Pacquiao. Am, am I right? Am I right? Didn't Pacquiao fight Jesse Vargas and beat him? Am I am I, am I wrong about that? Did they not fight? Yeah, he be, he beat Jesse he beat Vargas. Him for that. I believe. Yeah. It it looked like he, Jesse like, beat Vargas. Him pretty, he, he made beat him, him pretty bad. Think of what Vargas did against Bronner. Yeah. Like, oh man, I I like that. I want to see that fight now. I want to see. I would love to watch Bronner run. It'd be it'd be like when when uh um. What's his nuts? Uh, was talking smack. Curtis Stevens. And then yeah. He, okay, gave him the meme of the century. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm in agreement with you on there. If if Pacquiao fought Crawford or Spence or Lomachenko and loses, I think all of his fans are going to go, man, Pacquiao's nuts. That dude just will not take an easy fight. I don't think they're gonna pe- they, anyone would penalize him. I wouldn't. I'd be like, dude, kudos, kudos that you continuously try to fight the best guy you can. You deserve yeah. all praise for that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I disagree with some of that that article that he said. That I especially disagree with that with that Bud Crawford shit. That was stupid. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's 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 not popular because he doesn't have a fa- like. Essentially, he's not popular because he doesn't have a fan friendly style, and he's like a defensive fighter. <laughs> Did you watch a Yori did you watch a Yori Yorkus Gamboa fight? That was a great fight. Did you, watch, did you watch him beat up on Hank Lundy? Did you watch him beat up on Deary Jean? Did you watch him beat up on um what's his face that he like Jeff hit with those body shots? That uh he <laughs> oh, uh, oh, oh, Ndong, like did you watch him beat up on Ndongo? Like Ndongo, there you go. Yeah, no, he's like one that, of the He's one of the most like stylistically fun- to me like stylistically he's fun to watch because he combines like sublime boxing with like aggressive like aggressive power punching and he does mm-hmm. a good job of like not getting caught while fighting that style. Yeah, I I'd much rather you criticize that he's like I said that he's fighting Deary John or Hank Lundy in like Oklahoma or Nebraska or whatever than saying he's not an entertaining fighter and doesn't have a fan-friendly style. The two things that, that I, I said are way more, okay, I'll give you that, than the two things that dude said. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. just, that's nice. Come on. Let's not, let's not do that. Um, so, I mean, but all in all, it was, it, was a great, it was a great fun fight. Pacquiao brought that same Pacquiao that we all love to see. Uh, kudos for the great fight. Hope to see you back soon. Um we're going to hit you with that second break. When we come back, got some news and rumors around the world of boxing I want to talk about with Elijah. Go to the thing that Bog Talk kicked him off the air for. Wilder Joshua. Uh, Eddie Hearn's um, on, some, on some 
again after what uh what Deontay Wilder asked for. Came up publicly and asked for it. And then, by the way, I don't know if you did see this, because I got this from him. Uh, <laughs> Wilder said what was on the contract. <laughs> did you read about what they presented in this contract to him? Um, Why he didn't sign? I think I think so. I don't quite remember, but I'll try and I'll try and look up look it up while we're on break or whatever, if, or we can talk not, while we're on break. If if not, uh, you know what? I'm not even. I won't even go on stream. Don't look it up. Let's just let's just go on okay. break so we come back. I can just drop what I read about this and heard about this, and if you hadn't heard it, I cannot wait to get your reaction because a, a live reaction will be priceless in okay. the newest soap opera. Eddie Hearn and the boys don't go away. Stay the out. Your late night hip hop and R and B podcast, Soda Sound Radio, hosted by Kyle Halffine Adams, every Thursday night right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Catch up on your latest on hip hop and R and B, and hear Minnesota talent at 10 p.m. Central. <laughs> But if you trust it, the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you feel. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile. Can't take it back like time, See, my life is like a movie, no rewinding. Killing mics like I got a license. Uh, victim, I believe don't have religion. Just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with it. But I take a breath. Regain my path. Check my feet when I'm walking. See if it ain't. I seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sure to clear the air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at the real man, cause it's how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at StrongStyleMedia.com. Peanut. Peanut. This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted I, to it. I know, but I'm 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 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. But I have so much energy. Like I actually, I, I'm I'm. And I took an Alpha Brain. I never do. I I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh. Hey, I'm Dr. Asking. What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plays. What is He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. I can't. What are you? I can't see that. If you need glasses, I'm also an optometrist. At DraftKings, you can play free private contests whenever you want. Strong Style Media presents... Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsled, basketball, survivor, even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles and track and field. All right, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. Uh 
Pack. Get in here, Sookie. Sorry. <laughs> okay. God, Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao singing is like one of the funniest things in the world, dude. In a lie. did you see the um the thing from the Espies? I did not see the thing from the SBs. Uh, I think it, I don't think it was this year because this year doesn't happen. I don't think, but um, Damian Lillard introduces um, the new. You know, he's like, we now know that Manny Pacquiao is is uh, is singing, and we have we have footage of him singing, and it, so it's it's Manny Pacquiao, you know, singing and and they're doing "Let It Go" by you know the Frozen song, but it's actually mm-hmm. Drake. Mess dressed up as Manny Pacquiao, sounding like Pacquiao. <laughs> oh wow! I'll have to check that out. So funny. I was dying. <laughs> so that's that's the one that I I almost put that on there, but I left the uh, the third one that you gave just because of how ridiculous it is that that happened. <laughs> um. So I'm trying to find the, the exact quote and verbiage here, and my my laptop does not want to load here whatsoever. But uh, Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder, um, still hasn't been set up to happen. Wilder wants a 50-50 split, and they asked him. They said you've been you've been asking around, blah blah blah, why you haven't done it. Um, and they said Wilder. You know, Joshua posted a picture of himself hanging upside down earlier in the week um, with the caption, I've just been hanging around waiting for a signature. Wilder finally responded to AJ and Hearn, insisting the fight will take place. This is the part I don't know if you heard. Wilder said, I think the fight will be made, Wilder told PBC, just at the time around you have to come to the table, you have to come correct, and that this will be a 50-50 fight, and that's the bottom line. Um, we've tried everything to make this work. And the contract that Hearn has given me, it says, while well, Hearn has stated that $15 million offer to fight Josh was still on uh, the table, Wilder hit back saying he will not sign a one-sided contract. I'm not going to sign a contract that does not have a date or a venue even on it. That's one-sided. This contract is straight, blind, one-sided. Anyone who's talking about just sign it, you can kiss you where the sun don't shine, baby, because that ain't happening. What do you <laughs> think about Anthony Joshua and Eddie Hearn offering him a contract that does not have a date or a venue on it? I think that's pretty unprofessional, but I think that's part of their part of the mind games that they're playing with Wilder and part of their tactics. I just... I don't think Wild. I don't. Wilder's not going to get fifty-fifty, especially yeah. because you know they're going to their first fight is going to be over in Europe. That's just that's how it's going to happen if they fight. And for how big of a name Joshua is, and I don't know, like 
how little of a name Wilder has over there and how big of a name Joshua has over there. There's no way that he's going to get 50-50 for their first fight in Europe. Maybe the second fight, you know, he can get 50-50, but the first fight, I, he's not going to get 50-50. And it's not to say that he doesn't deserve it, but it's just, it's just the way it's going to work. And, you know, you got to take a reasonable offer, though. Like, the stuff that they've been offering him, to me, is unreasonable. And if I was Wilder, I wouldn't fight him. But I wouldn't. I would fight him for less than fifty-fifty. But I wouldn't fight him for whatever. Like I wouldn't fight him for less than Joseph Parker got. Yeah. What do you? What do you think is is the is the answer to to making this happen? Well, Wilder told you the answer: fifty-fifty. <laughs> like, but so if say you're okay, say you know. We got Shelly Finkel, Eddie Hearn, Deontay Wilder, and Anthony Joshua. We get them in a room, and Elijah McNeil, you are the mediator to make this fight happen, a la what the MGM did by saying that we will just raise ticket prices to appease both of the splits that that Golovkin and Canelo want so the fight happens. Like, they were the ones that saved that fight. How yeah. do you make this fight happen this year? Because now it sounds like we're getting, obviously, the announced fight with with uh, Povetkin and Joshua, I believe. And it sounds like Wilder's going to have to fight because I, I'm guessing it's a mandatory. Dominic Breezeal is the next fight. Oh, God. Yay. Yeah, yeah like, that's exactly. like. And now the worst part that I look at it is I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that worried, but we've seen with what some of these heavyweights do. What if Povetkin wins? I don't think he does, but I didn't think Joseph Parker had a shot in hell either, and boy, were we wrong. So you keep risking this fight over and over. Like, how how do we get this done? Honestly, I don't know how we're going to get it done. I mean, obviously, you have to come with better contract offers if you're Wilder and Hearn. You know, I just, I don't know, because I know Wilder knows what he's worth, and I don't think they're going to give Wilder what he feels like he's worth. Like, hope, like maybe, like, they could give, like, Wilder a 40 split or, like, a 45 or something. I don't know. Do you think I just, that it more and more is coming down to Eddie Hearn really doesn't care about this fight for his fighter? His fighter can take a lot lot easier fights and and make just as much money because of how big he is in the UK? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, th- I think that's mainly what it boils down to. Ugh. And it sucks because Joshua is so good. I want this fight. I want to see this fight. We finally have two heavyweights that are worth a damn. And yeah, it's sad. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, anyway, I just so that was my that was my initial. Was there anything else that you had heard about this fight that was going down, or did you hear about that ridiculousness that they're sending out contracts I heard about a dick on you? 
I heard that in the fifty. Then that Wilder wants a fifty-fifty. I remember like when you after you mentioned the whole like not having a venue or a date or whatever, and and then Wilder saying he wants a fifty-fifty. That's uh, I remember that that stuff. That's all I remember though. So and it's one of those like, where I look at it and I'm like, you know what? I totally understand why he's he's saying what he's saying. Because you're oh, probably it's a slap in your face, you know, so it's like, well, I'm going to come out with this statement. And, you know, and now it turns into a dick measuring competition about who can ask for more. I get how that works. Yeah. It, it's frustrating as, as the viewer and the fan, but, like, I don't, I don't harp on Wilder as much as I might on some others because he is getting the short end of the stick on this year. Oh, definitely. When you're... Uh... When you're... When you're getting offered less than Joseph Parker and you're, you know, a better fighter than Parker and a bigger name than Parker, you, no, that's just, that's not right. Um, moving on to something that could be cool. Um, Chocolatito could be added to the Canelo Golovkin 2 undercard. What do you think about that? It would be, I'm intrigued to see if he still has anything left, you know, and it, you know he's always a fun, he's always a fun guy to watch. So, you know, I think it's good. Hopefully he's got something left, and hopefully he can put in a good performance. But I think this fight will tell us if he's done or not. I think. Yeah, I I think that's a that's a perfect way to look at what could become of um, you know the outcome of this fight. Um, yeah, her, Eddie Hearn also came out with. Uh, he says Deontay Wilder should receive less for the Joshua fight if they do it on April 13th. Um, not not only was matchroom promoter Eddie Hearn not willing to increase the $15 million flat fee that he offered previously made to WBC heavyweight champion uh, to face Joshua on April 13th, but he's now saying he thinks the American fighters should receive a smaller flat fee. <laughs> God. It just doesn't stop. It just doesn't no. stop. And this is as I'm scrolling, scrolling to get the uh, Chuck Latito uh, potential opponents, Pedro Guevara or Moises Fuentes, uh, two safe fights it looks like for him. But like, as I'm scrolling down, I see the headline <laughs> that he should receive a smaller fee than he's already getting offered. This fight, I've, I've decided this is just never going to happen. I've given yeah. up. Yeah. And now we're never going to know. Ugh. Um, Yay, Dominic Brazil. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what we didn't want to see because it's going to be the same thing, just over, over insane punching that that just knock him on his ass, and then Joseph or Joshua, you know, just outboxing the assumption that with with Povetkin. Like, I don't I don't see anything happening. It's like Povetkin, I think, is a bigger threat than. Than, than Brazil, but still, it's like, that's not what we want, man. That's not what we want. No. Um, if Chocolatito goes on this card and gets a decisive victory, do you think that's a, that's a sign he should keep moving? Or if he if he fights one of these, these smaller names and has to go to a decision and wins like a 7-5 fight, is that kind of the cue that maybe he should hang it up? I don't know, man, because who, who's he looking at? Like, he's already got beat up by Sorung Visai and you got in in anyway on the hero- horizon like uh 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I think he's. I, I, I think he. I think he's got to have. I think he's got to have a huge showing. In he can't win a close fight against either these guys. He's got to blow them out. Um, our our good friend once again. Oh fuck, Aaron. Uh, says Lomachenko's next fight should either be against Manny Pacquiao or the Beltron Pedraza winner. Thoughts on that? Oh man. <laughs> I think I think he kills Beltron or Pedraza. I just I don't I would rather see a Pacquiao fight than see him fight Beltron or Pedraza. Yeah, I I think I would too. Just for this, you know, e- even though, like I said, I, I don't think I don't think Pacquiao really poses much of a threat. At least there's that um, there's that thought in the back of your mind, like, ooh, I wonder what's going to happen. Like, oh, this is a big name. Like, at least there's the intrigue and the thrill behind. We know what Pacquiao is capable of. <laughs> the other two, I mean, I'm not too worried. But, you know, the Pedraza, only thing that would say is... can be good. Yeah. But he gets... Like, but he gets way too. I don't know. He's like on the cusp of being like really good, and you watch him fight, and at times he dominates guys, and then in the same fight he'll kind of just stop fighting or something just doesn't click for him, and like he starts to look kind of ordinary against guys and stuff. You know what I mean? It's just, he's he's a very like wishy washy fighter at times, and. Against Lomachenko, that's not a good, it's not a good recipe for success. And and I'll say too, especially with with the way that Beltron's been fighting. I mean, he's going to need a Darrell uncle to come in and help him win, like a Bobby Heenan, I think, to even beat Beltron. Yeah. You know, because Beltron is that dude's really started to come on as of late, and yeah, I and I don't Pedraza, think he's... like in mm-hmm. Pedraza's last fight. At times, he looked really good against that dude, and then there are times where it's like. Is this the same fighter? He's kind of just like letting the guy like back into the fight. Just really, it was. He's just he's puzzling to watch to me sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I'd rather go the Pacquiao route, but you know, I mean, I guess if we're gonna get another Lomachenko fight this year, I'm not gonna be too mad. But it's uh, it's a little kind of like eh, it is what it is. Yeah. Oh. We got on there. WBO has ordered Bilajel Saunders that his next defense needs to be against Demetrius Andrade. Thoughts on this, Elijah? Oh man, that would be exciting. I would love to see that yeah. fight. Um, the only thing that worries me is that Andrade has been so inactive. I mean, Bilajel Saunders hasn't been the most active fighter either, but it would be it would be a, it would be an interesting matchup because. They both are big guys who have some who have some boxing skill. I think Andrade might have more power, more pop. But man, that would be that would be a good fight. I would actually be really excited for that. Probably much rather see that fight than the Martin Murray fight. Yeah, I I agree too. I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm a shameless uh, Andrade proprietor too with you. I, I like him, and I think he'd really test Saunders. I think. I think he has a really good ability to put punches together, and I think Saunders could get a little could get a little frustrated. Um, yeah, we saw well against David Lemieux, but Lemieux's a very straightforward fighter who 
you know, yeah, we ate crow and put over uh, Lemieux for being better than we thought he he was going to end up being after that Golovkin fight. He had a, he had a nice little couple fights put together there, but Saunders showed he could be a good fighter. But I think Andrade gives him issues. I think I think stylistically it's it's not the greatest fight for Saunders, and I think that's why I'm intrigued to see you know can Billy Joe shock us again and have a really good performance. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Tyson Fury, August eighteenth, he's back again. The Gypsy King. He's fighting in uh, Belfast, I believe, is going to be the next fight. And I think it's on August 18th. I'm is he going to fight Willie Get Up? The, the Porter-Garcia fight is going to happen on September 8th. I, I just looked at and found out. Uh, we talked let about me, it earlier. Let me guess the opponent. Willie Get Up? Yeah. <laughs> Or, or how um, about Dusty Trunks? How about Dusty Trunks? Is he fighting Dusty Trunks? I always Trunks? like Dusty Trunks. He's he's always a gritty one, but no, uh, it's actually against Francesco Pianita. Who? who? I couldn't tell you. He, it's on the undercard of the Carl Frampton Luke Jackson interim featherweight title fight in Northern Ireland. Interesting. <laughs> Guess what? Don't care. That same night, uh, Sullivan, Barrera, Sullivan Barrera fights Sh- uh, C name uh, Monahan on Facebook Watch. <laughs> I'd rather watch that fight on Facebook Watch than watch Tyson Fury fight. There's a bunch of stuff that night. ESPN is a Jason Sosa fight, uh, Shakur Stevenson, a Jesse Hart, and then a Bryant Jennings versus Alexander Dmitrienko fight. There's a bunch going oh, on there. Oh, God. That's the Jason Sosa. Oh, God. <laughs> Man, when is um, when is Nathan when is Nate Walters gonna fight again? I don't know, man. I don't think he can get that big wooden axe through customs. He just kind of disappeared, man. Uh, it, After you know, Lomachenko after, spanked him. Yeah, dude, Lomachenko beat his ass. I was, <laughs> I, you know, I I knew Lomachenko was gonna beat Walters. I was. Thoroughly positive about that. Boy, I wish my computer would, would work when I'm trying to read something. Um, but I didn't think it was going to be that. But then again, I didn't think he was going to no moss out uh, 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 Rigondeau either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also, we uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, we have uh, the 118 and 140-pound WB... SS, the World Boxing Super Series. Uh, looks like they've been set. I don't know if 118 is only going with six people, with two getting a buy, or if they're going, they're just going to add two more people. Um, I had the whole list here, and my computer's literally just a black screen now, and I can't even use it. So I'm, I'm really? going to have to. Yeah, not my, my laptop is my computer. I don't dare touch because blog talk gets jealous like an ex-girlfriend if you web browse while you're hosting a radio show. So <laughs> I, I won't do it on there, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull these up right now. Here, I'm just going to pull them up on my phone here. Um, let, let me grab these. Uh, I think Boxing News has the, the articles on here. But, yeah, so 140 has their eight fighters officially set. Uh, which which is exciting because uh, the aforementioned Regis Pro Grades we talked about earlier is going to be on that that show 
Uh, he got victory over Juan Jose Velasco. What's that? So that's going to be tight. Yeah. I, I think it's a, it's a step in the right direction for, for – here we go. Final two names added to the World Boxing Super Series 140-pound tournament. So right now, here is the eight men in this tournament. Uh, Regis Prograis, Ivan Branchuk, Cairo Relic, Anthony Yegut, Josh Taylor, Edward Troyanovsky, Ryan Martin, and then moving up in weight after losing to Maurice Hooker. Uh, and I, I, I know I think it was, it was 140, but uh, Terry Flanagan is in this tournament. Wow, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a fun tournament. Three names that were were uh, omissions from it that I was kind of hoping would have somehow got in there. Uh, Jose Ramirez, Victor Postal, or Sergey Lipinier. I thought would have been fun. Sir, I, Sergey Lipinier would have been awesome. Postal just got got worked by somebody just recently. Yeah, I who he. But I, I, I Branchuk and uh, um, Progres like Flanagan. I like, yeah. like uh, Kiro Relic in it. Relic, yes, that's gonna be, it's gonna be a good one. Yeah, this is. Um, I, it says the boxing fans obviously would love to see a Progres Josh Taylor in the finals, but the lightly meet in the quarter instead. Uh, Taylor is a good fighter, but he's not in the class of Progres, and he'll surely be eliminated. So it looks like. Uh, Josh Taylor and Regis Progres are going to be your first quarterfinal fight. The other three have not been named, I believe. Um, one thing that, that really made me wonder what they're, what they're going on is Maurice, Maurice Hooker, who beat Flanagan for that title, just got uh, that DWI. So I wasn't sure what was going to happen with that title or if they were going to do anything with Flanagan, but then we saw Flanagan get put in the tournament. So it'll be interesting. You sound like you're. When's that tournament going to be? When's that tournament? I'm upstairs. My dog's like drinking some water. What it was? I was like, "Hey, are you okay?" Um, <laughs> what's where's that? What's that going to be televised on? I don't know. It it doesn't it doesn't list when it's going to start too, which is one thing I want to I want to try to figure out where it's going to go. We'll have to keep we'll keep tabs on this, but it's a, it's a good field. It's a really good field of fighters. Yes. Almost, um, almost as good as a Super Six. Yeah. yeah. This this is a huge listing. And see, that's what I'm wondering how they're going to do the 118 pound uh, World Boxing Super Series because that um, has six official names in it now. Um, I'm going to pull up those names because they finally released, I think, yesterday the, the poster. Now that he has officially jumped in here, but with six guys, I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to just do the, um, you know, two get a buy, the the one and two get a buy, and then three fights six, four fights five. But uh, this this came out July 11th. Uh, WBA World Bantamweight Champion Naoya the Monster anyway says he will win the 2018 tournament, move on to things. Uh, anyway, made it official on Wednesday that he's entering the World Boxing Super Series Bantamweight Tournament to compete with the likes of Zolan Tite, Emmanuel Rodriguez, Ryan Pett, Juan Carlos Payano, and then Jason Maloney. Anyway, wants to get the Muhammad Ali Trophy by winning the World Boxing Super Series Tournament and cleaning out the Bantamweight division. That's why they call him the monster. <laughs> I don't really know any of those other names besides him. So, 
He's he's my favorite to win it. Uh, one Carlos Payano, is, he's fought on some undercard fights. He's, he's a good fighter. Zolani Zolani Tite has done, I think, a couple of ESPN shows. Uh, Manuel Rodriguez and Ryan Burnett, I believe, are title holders in that division. Okay. Uh, I don't, I don't know Tony though. I've never heard of him. Yeah, I don't know much about that division. So, and, and this goes back to what I said earlier. You know, these these lighter divisions are really starting to to really get some steam, and it's awesome because. You know, just you, you look at the exposure, you know, when, you know, look, two years ago, when some of these guys, you know, we're watching, and, and I'm like, okay, this dude's going to be tight, you know, you know, you watch Rung the Silent, oh my God, this guy's tight, you got to finally see Inuit, and it's, and it's, it's one of those things where, you know, we always talk about where there's a lot of, like, the, the up-and-comers that are in the U.S. that I don't know about, and, and you educate me on, and then I finally get to see these guys. And, you know, we look mm-hmm. at the these fighters, and now instead of me just talking to you about them, they're finally getting put on TV, and, and you know, you yourself have become fans of these guys. And it's yeah. just it's, it's so fun with with some of these fights that some of these guys are having because it's just an undoubtedly just, just talent. I mean, the talent is just ridiculous with some of these guys. And I mean, you know, obviously the monster being one of them, um, and uh, you know, Rung Vasai, which we talk about, is always is is a stud. Rung Vasai has some fights coming up here in the near future. Here we're gonna we're gonna break, come back, and and kind of close out tonight, just previewing some upcoming fights because uh, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff that that's coming coming on the pipe that I want to watch, and I, I, I can't wait for you to see. Uh, another guy, too, uh, Wanna Hang Many York, that was the other guy I, I mentioned to you that, that I'm hoping starts getting some, some play on TV. But, uh, yeah, let's break, come back, close out the show. We're just going to preview the rest of 2018. we got about five and a half months left, and there's a lot of good fights still, even though we won't get some of the ones we want. We're still getting some good contests, so don't go away. We'll be right back. Standing A count. Missing out on an awesome Uh-oh. show sucks. SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? Yeah! We got you covered. From WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact. Lucha Underground, All Japan, and more. We're talking the highs and lows in pro wrestling. Heck, we're even giving you people from the Okadas and Omega. We're even talking the Bone Soldiers and Enzo Amore. Sorry, Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night. 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Okay, I'm going to get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susie. Ryan is going to love this hat. 
Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil. And I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Account Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing Account Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Watson, call Ashley. Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, no, no. He just talked to that girl two hours ago. You got to let love marinate. Put love in that bag. Marinate. Mmm, love going to be in that bag like, mm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then after it marinates, no, you're going to pull it out. Jamie, who's Alexa? Say it. Say it, Jamie. You Alexa. That's right. I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys. But I'll take it from here. It's the George Benson song, Nothing's Gonna Change My Love For You, welterweight champion of the world, Manny Pacquiao. If I had to lead my life without you near me, the days will all be ended. The nights would seem so long. With you I see forever, oh so clearly. I might have been Ah, oh, they're throwing them. <laughs> they were throwing them panties on the stage for that one. <laughs> Thank you, Manny Pacquiao, for the for the music tonight. I love you. <laughs> He's killing it. He's killing it, Jimmy. I like how Jimmy Kimmel's like Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> like, hey guys, here comes Manny Pacquiao. Uh, we got. A bunch of fights coming up, and I know you're super excited because this Friday, Steve Bose makes makes a ten round cruiserweight fight against Jean Pascal. <laughs> the bumper would have been that would have been such perfect uh, yeah. bumper for the night. <laughs> Take the test, Bernard. Take the test. <laughs> Are you surprised that Pascal is still fighting? No, I'm not. I mean, as long as he's not, like, getting his brains bashed in, he's probably going to fight, you know. I mean, it's what fighters do. But, no, I'm not surprised. So, good for him. Should he just take the I'll test? Probably watch it. I'll, I'll probably watch it to see what happens. But, yeah, maybe <laughs> he should just take take the test. Take the test, but on. <laughs> what about you? Are you excited for that fight? Uh, no. <laughs> not at all. No. Not uh, at all. In fact, I will not even, I probably won't be going out of my way to bootleg it either since it doesn't have a, like Jonathan Gonzalez and Julian Yedras are on Telemundo. Uh, I'm, 
Look, I mean, it's cool. Whatever, you know. More power to you. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're still going out, you know, and doing what you can. But uh, no, I don't. I don't have any interest in watching John Pascal fight uh, in July of 2018. <laughs> Sorry, it's. it's <laughs> it is what it is, uh, and it's nothing against you, Sean Pascal. I wish you the best when you take the test, even though Bernard takes the test. But uh, next Saturday, uh, triple header. Uh, if you were to ask me, I don't know if they'll show all three fights on on HBO, but we get Yamaguchi Falcao against Elias Espadas, ten round middleweight fight. Falcao's first time he's really getting some exposure. I think. I hope he gets put on the main card. We'll see what happens. Um, then we get uh, Alberto Machado defending his WBA regular junior lightweight title against Rafael Mensa. And then the main event, Liam Smith saying he's going to prove the doubters wrong. 12-round WBO junior middleweight title defense for Jamie Mungaya. Jaime Mungaya. Thoughts on this fight? Oh, man. I I think guy is going to win, just because I don't think Liam Smith is very good. So, I mean, it could be an entertaining fight, but I'm guessing Moongaya steamrolls him. Not as bad as Ali, but but I, I think I think he probably, Moongaya probably stops him. There also, next weekend, there is a decent... Well, so... In, in Connecticut, there's a, there's a fight that's going to be on dbe1.com. I have no idea what that is. Uh, Matt is Doherty Dawson? Might be. It's 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 Mikewan Williams against Matt Doherty. I don't know what that is. But there's an interesting four fights that are going on in, um, in Moscow that might be worth bootlegging. Um, if you can Roy get your hands. No, no, no. Uh, it's not, it's not man boobs himself. Um, but so these are the four fights. I'll start from the bottom and work my way up. But Fedor Shudinov is taking on uh, Najib Mohammadi. If you remember him, he was that dude who got his nose. I think he fought. Was it Matisse? Got his nose broken. I'm trying to remember. I can't. I can't think. I know the name. I just can't remember. Um, and then. Uh, Marius Breedis is fighting Brandon Deslaurier. Uh Breedis is a cruiserweight that always kind of is around. Um, so it's kind of interesting seeing him back on here. Um, and then Inna, Inna Sagaya Dakowski. What is that? Saga Dakowski. Skia. Holy cow. That is the hardest one I've ever said. Uh, she's fighting Cecilia Brackus. So she's oh, out interesting. there so yeah, that that was pretty sweet. Uh, and then it's the World Boxing Super Series final for the undisputed cruiserweight title. Uh, Marit Gossip against Alexander Yusik. It's kind of a little little fun show. Uh, might be worth yeah. seeing if he streamed. I was I'm I, I'm really in, you know I'm not a big cruiser type guy for for whatever reason, but uh, Yusik Gossip for the undisputed to unify like that is pretty tight. I, I'd be interested yeah. in seeing that. I like to see, I always like to see uh Usyk fight. He's good. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a little and then uh, even he put on the early undercard Dennis Shavikov's fighting too. So there's a lot going on. Okay, it's a yeah. big show. It's a big big show. I'm surprised like Showtime didn't try to get rights to that. Yeah. 
Um, what else do we got coming up here? Also, in Thailand, next Saturday as well, once again, get your bootlegs out, people. Uh, Young Gil Bay is taking on Srisiket Sor Rungbisai. Fun. I don't even know who Young Gil Bay is, but... Just another victim, as Taz would say. Pretty much. <laughs> but uh, but the fact that Rungbisai is fighting, I think it's pretty nice. Uh, so... Couple, couple big fights overseas, and lastly, in the Dominican Republic, Carlos Jairo Cruz, Iro Cruz, taking on the aforementioned earlier Curtis Stevens. Interesting. <laughs> I didn't. Even, I Stevens. thought Stevens was done. Yeah, I did too. Um, but I guess he's still out there rumbling, rumbling, bumbling. Uh, there's a fight on the 27th in China that intrigues me. Uh, knockout CP Freshmark defends his WBA strawweight against Chao Zhang Zhang. That could be an interesting fight because Freshmark, I don't think he's fought for a few, a few months. So, be interested to see. And then Sho Kimura in the main event against uh, Frolian Saludar. Don't know who that is, but I don't think it matters. Uh, Sho Kimura knocks him cold, I'm predicting, on that one. Um, the 28th, we get the Mikey Garcia Robert Easter Jr. WBC IBF lightweight unification, and then we also get uh, King Kong Luis Ortiz taking on Razvan Koyanu. Thoughts on those fights? I'm really excited for the Garcia Easter fight. Yeah, I still think Garcia wins, but I think Easter can present some challenges with his length and his reach and his size. But I just think Mikey Garcia is just such a good boxer that. I think he'll figure out a way to overcome all that stuff. And then it'll be interesting to see where where the 50-year-old Ortiz is at <laughs> after 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 he let victory slip out of his hands against Deontay Wilder. Yeah. Um get your boot out early, your uh get your cheater box out. Same day on the 28th in London, another four big fight show that's going on over there. Uh, Katie Taylor defending her IBF and WBA lightweight title against Kimberly Connor. Katie Taylor is recognized as one of the bigger women in boxing. Uh, Carlos Takam against Derek Chisora. Kel Brook against oh, Brandon God. Cook. Derek Chisora Tesho- is still fighting? Yep, yeah, he's fighting Carlos Takam. <laughs> Jesus, I can't uh, believe that guy is still fighting Del Boy. <laughs> Kel Brook's fighting a guy named Brandon Cook. And then Dillian White, Joseph Parker. Oh wow! Yeah, that'll be an interesting fight. I, we're, we got to get our bootleg on if you know what I'm talking about next weekend. The next couple weekends, <laughs> we got fire stick. Yep, I'll be using that. Uh, ESPN Plus on August 4th for the vacant IBF Junior Lightweight Title. Billy Dib taking on Tevin Farmer. Man, I felt bad for Tevin Farmer. Yeah, he got absolutely robbed his last fight. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just saying, at least he's getting put in a title match, though, after that. Yeah. I think you should I mean, beat Billy Dib. Yeah, I think I think you should. You know, maybe maybe five, six years ago, I would I would have thought otherwise, but I feel like Billy Dib's kind of coming to the end of that run of his career. Yeah, me too. He, a, he was in Fight Night Champions. He was like yep, the I only. That. 
like the only lightweight in the game. It was like you could play yeah. with Billy Dip, otherwise it was all generics. <laughs> like I was like, ah, yeah. hey Billy. Uh, also that night on HBO, Dimitri Bivol against Isaac Chalemba for Bivol's title, the WBA. And then also Kovalev, Alita Alvarez for Kovalev's WBO doubleheader lightweight titles. Those, that'll be fun. Yeah, that's that'll be a fun be a... little card. Oh, man. There's going to be some bombs thrown. I, I, I can't wait for those fights. Alita Alvarez finally getting a shot at a title since uh, our homie refuses to ever put the belt on the line. That's <laughs> scrub. <laughs> scrub. Madonna's. Ugh, that guy. Anyway, I, I won't complain too much. Um, moving around, uh, there's a Fox Sports show that same night, too, giving us three fight, or three cards. Uh, Marcus Brown against Lennon Castillo. Uh, Luis Colazzo's fighting Bryant Perella. Peter Quillen against Jaleon Love. And then Devin Alexander, Andre Berto in the main event. I actually would rather. I actually am more intrigued by the Peter Quillen Jay Leon love fight than I am about the main event. I can agree with that. The main, <laughs> the main event fight might have been cool like years ago, but. And then we get uh, in the opener, uh, Richard Tommy taking an eight round lightweight fight against the dreaded to be announced. Dun dun dun. So a bunch of good fights here in the next couple weeks. Um, kind of moving into August here. Just I'm just really fast speeding through now as, as we go here. Uh, there's a Facebook watch show on August 11th with uh, Jesus Rojas defending the WBA regular featherweight title against Joseph Diaz Jr. I believe that's Jojo Diaz. That could be a fun little fight. Uh, uh, Ryosuke Iwasa against TJ Donahue for Iwasa's IBF Jr. featherweight. August 16th in Tokyo. Um, there's a August 17th ESPN2 show. Uh, Ramo Caballero against Yahazio Vasquez. Yoshihiro Kamagai is fighting to be announced. In the main event, Andrew Cancio against Dardan Zenunaj. I don't know who any of those two guys are, unfortunately. Neither do I. Um, they, so ESPN showcasing some new talent. Uh, August eighteenth, ESPN gives us that that set when I talked about earlier with Bryant Jennings and uh, Alexander Dimitri Dimitrienko, um, and also the Sullivan Barrera, and that had the Tyson Fury. That's why we already talked about these ones. Also that night, Donnie Nietes fighting uh, Aston Palacite in the Philippines for the WBA Junior Bantamweight title, and the fight that I know you're excited for Saturday, August eighteenth. In El Paso, Texas, Gabriel Rosado against Alfredo Angulo. Ten rounds. What? <laughs> it could be a it could be a good it could be oh man, it could be it could be a entertaining fight. I mean obviously there's not not much not much intrigue because we know what both of those guys are, journeyman type. But I mean, can Al, Al, Alfredo Angulo even still can he even fight anymore? I mean, it's like it's like what Devin Alexander Andre Berto could be, or like when we would get um, when we would get like Victor Ortiz and Brandon Rios on a PBS PBC on Fox show. Like 
guys past what their what their prime is, but because they're both in the same ballpark, it's an entertaining fight type thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then obviously August twenty fourth at TBA, which we now know is here. PBC on Fox Sports One. We'll be back at the Armory. Elijah, you getting our credentials or what? I'm working on it. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Uh, the next night on ESPN, August twenty fifth, uh, Isaac Dogbo against Hidenori Otake for Dogbo's well, junior featherweight, and then Raimundo Beltran, Jose Pedraza. For the lightweight. I do know some. I do know something about. I know that the cards are going to be headlined by um, on True the twenty fourth. True action. Uh, Jamal James. James. Yeah, those are going to be the headliners of the card. And I think there's going to be some some local fighters too that we might have had on the show that are going to be there too. So I don't like know like really much, but I think it's going to be a very similar card to what was set up. Hey, that was a first. fun show. Though. Yeah, that was a fun so. show. Yeah, we yeah we gotta um, we gotta we gotta get them uh, we gotta get them dope seats again, so we can we can cover. It. We'll bring the computer this time. Yeah, let's get. I'll bring like a tablet or something. But I you know I think what I had the way I had last time you know I think just getting a nice notebook works well because then we can just keep it in our pocket, take notes, and we can email the notes over. Yeah, maybe we can get it. Maybe we can bring a camera this time too. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, and and we'll get that we'll get that we'll get a nice mic like a little recorder that one I was telling you about. Um, September fourteenth, ESPN is running their pre big uh, show to the HBO pay per view. Not in Vegas like it was last time, which sucks because I went to that and it was fun watching. Uh, Jojo Diaz was on it, Ryan Garcia was on it, but they're doing uh, your one on on Sejas uh, is fighting uh, defending his IBF Junior bantamweight, which would have been awesome to see on Sejas live. And then Jose Ramirez uh, defending the WBC Junior Welterweight against Antonio Orozco. That would have been an awesome show to hold the night before in Vegas. But they're doing it in Fresno. Uh, And then obviously right now, September 15th, Triple G, Canelo Alvarez for Golovkin's WBA and WBC middleweight titles. And then on the undercard, to be announced getting scheduled again either in a 10 or 12-round fight against Gary Spike O'Sullivan who's going to be watching very closely to that main event. Why? <laughs> uh, September 22nd. Why is he, why is he next in that? line for whoever? Why is he next in line for who wins that fight? Because he's a golden boy fighter. So annoying. Yeah. I'm, I'm with like you, man, he, but that's, that's the only, it's gotta be gonna, the only reason. He's going to get killed by, he's going to get killed by either one of those dudes. <laughs> Maybe it's in their contract that they get a they get a like a um, like a layup after this fight. Maybe. All right, look, we'll feed Gary Sullivan to you guys. Just just fake the fight. All yeah. right, fine, we'll do it. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I guess that's all I can think of. Uh, yeah, fine, we'll take the test. <laughs> yeah, Elijah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, September 22nd in London, Joshua defending the IBF, WBA, and WBO titles against Alexander Povetkin. I still think that this is an unnecessary, dangerous risk for for Joshua. Am I crazy? I mean, anything can happen in the heavyweight division, but 
I don't think it's a. I think it's a easy fight for him. Unfortunately, I, I, as easy as Dominic Brazil would would be, because that's what we're getting on the other end. <laughs> God, at least we're probably gonna get like a fun video game knockout from the fight. Yeah, if that's if that's worth anything. Uh, September 29th, Top Rank is running a show on ESPN Plus. Also in Germany, Manuel Char defending his regular heavyweight title against Frez Okendo. Frez Okendo is is fighting again. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me! <laughs> That's like I said. <laughs> We're uh, we're gonna be talking big names going at it, discussing the fights. We're excited to see, not as fond of, and why is this happening? I told you that was the segment. <laughs> After going, do you remember? Time, do you remember Fresno Kendo? His isn't he? He I I know he's a heavyweight, and I thought he was really goofy looking. Yeah, he's he's just I don't know how that dude is getting. Getting cleared to fight. <laughs> He's like 45 years old. Hell yeah. I think it's funny. Um, two junior featherweights that I've never heard of, so you know what that means for Ryan. He's excited, and he's going to have to watch and learn these guys. Uh, that same night in Singapore, September 29th, junior featherweights, Muhammad Ridhwan taking on Pit-Pat Chai-Porn. So Pit-Pat with a name like Chai-Porn? Pit-Pat. Pipat Shy Porn. I have to watch that, especially when I'm excited over names like Sarissa Ketsor Rung Visai, Knockout CP Freshmart, and Wanhang Miniothian. Do you realize that Fred Quendo's last fight was in 2014? Is it? Isn't he just some big bald guy with a huge head? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's who he is. Is he like a big Croatian looking dude? No, he's he's um he's from Puerto Rico. Okay, okay. Like I know I his last him. fight his last fight he he lost to Ruslan Shagov or whatever. That's that was his last fight. Wow. <laughs> he actually he's so old. He's so old. He actually fought Oliver McCall. Oh my God. And Bruce Selden and James Tony. He actually lost to James Tony. He fought Evander Holyfield. He lost to Evander Holyfield. Now, I remember he Holyfield. Lost to, That's he lost to John Ruiz. He lost to John Ruiz and Chris Bird. God. And he fought David Tua. He fought David Eisen, Obed Sullivan, the Black Rhino, Clifford Etienne. I remember that dude. Dude, this dude is. I can't believe Fresno Kendo is fighting again. He's so old. That blows my mind. Some of those names that you... David Tua. <laughs> David Tua was big when I was like 19 years old. That was like 16 years. Where did he fight David Tua in like 2003 or something? I think so, yeah. Man. That's... That blows my mind. That, that blows my mind. Um, oh, I forgot about we didn't talk about uh, uh, Amir Khan's fight and Sam uh, Sam Vargas 
September 3rd or September 8th. Also, September 8th is uh, Super Fight 3 on HBO. Hmm. Um, no names yet for it, though. Um, here's, here's a, here, there's a couple fights coming up October 6th. Uh, Archer Better Be Of is defending against Callum Johnson. But then what, what confuses me is Cirque gets so wrong size fight again. This time to be announced. Maybe he's just taking two fights that quick um, for his WBC Junior Bantamweight. So maybe he's doing a non-title qu- quick tune-up fight before going into this this fight defending his title. So if that's the case, kudos for him fighting so fast again. Uh, October thirteenth on ESPN, Terence Crawford's fighting no opponent yet. October twentieth on ESPN Plus, uh, just signed on after his great win that we saw a month or so ago, uh, Ryota Murata, if you remember him, uh, yep. defending his middleweight, uh, no opponent yet. Um, and then top ranks running a show on ESPN plus November 3rd, uh, November 8th, there's going to be a golden boy fight. Also that same night, the Adonis Stevenson, Alexander Vodzik fight, uh, will be hailing in Quebec city, uh, November 17th, another top rank on ESPN plus. And then we get another ESPN Plus fight December 1st, and then December 8th on ESPN, another top-ranked boxing. I'm guessing that'll be the Lomachenko fight. So a bunch of good stuff coming up here to finish out the rest of 2018. Yeah, definitely. That keeps me intrigued, keeps me on my toes. Um, even though we, we've seen... Uh, We've seen Stranger Things, you could say. Uh, God, fast friends. There he is. That's that's what I was thinking of. But that's why I was saying he looked like a Croatian, like KGB type dude to me, even though he's he's not. But he like I feel like he's like UKGB, UKGB. Okay. <laughs> fast friends. God. Like he's from like Does does he drive his car with his feet? <laughs> so that'll be Manuel Char is probably going to stomp the mess out of him. Uh just about five minutes left in the show as we wrap up. Uh, anything on the docket you got that we didn't talk about? You know, not that I can think of anything off offhand or off the top of my head. I think we covered uh, a lot of it. Uh, we want to thank everyone who uh, reached out with our G1 Climax special on Friday that we had. Um, our Facebook post had something like 34,000 impressions from, you know, anywhere from here to the UK to Osaka, Japan. Um, just tremendous feedback on that. So uh, kudos to everyone who, who, I mean, overwhelming blew my mind, the response wow. we got from for our show. So as always, we thank you guys for, you know, make, that's why we talk so much wrestling <laughs> because people, people seem to actually like the wrestling, um, which, which nowadays you never know. It's so hit or miss. That's fake. You know, things like that come out, but, uh, uh, no, I'm excited tomorrow. WrestleCast radio. We got nights one, two, and three of the G one climax to review. Uh, we got news and rumors. Hulk Hogan, has been readmitted to the WWE Hall of Fame. The rumor is he is at Extreme Rules tonight. I haven't watched the show tonight, so I'm intrigued to see what happens. Why did I miss the Hulkster? I miss I miss brother. Um, I I still wish they would do, would have done my angle with him, but they'll never do it. But um, 
I'm 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 a, I miss I miss good old Hulk Hogan. The wrestling world needs Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so Hogan's back tonight. Yeah, supposedly we'll see. I'm gonna I have to go watch this dreaded Extreme Rules four and a half hour pay per view because it started at four five thirty was the first match. Um, Jesus. God bless dual dual brand pay per views, right? Ugh. The I, the main event I believe is. Uh, Roman Reigns taking on Randall's favorite, Bobby Lashley's. Bobby Lashley's? <laughs> yeah, boy, oh boy, am I I'm excited for that. I'm surprised, Randall did, I'm surprised Randall didn't call in last week because you guys are talking about You guys are actually giving Bobby Lashley's props. Yeah, yeah, no, Rand, I don't know. I think Randall might have fainted for hearing us talk about it. So he was. <laughs> he didn't call in. Randall, shout out to the, the Randall. Southern, the Southern gentleman, <laughs> Randall. We need to get him his own intro. Uh, so we're talking those. Uh, you know, like I said, news and rumors. We'll talk as we go. We're starting to get closer to all in, so I'm excited for that. So we got we got a big show Tuesday night. I'm gonna try to get us back on track with our NFL team previews. We've just been so busy with with free, NBA free agency took our lives over. Um, obviously, you know, ha- having the having the fine folks in the MMA right up on took some time. You know, we had our, our free agency show with Elijah and Hagberg and, you know, a slew of people called in Ty Windish, Michael Whitlow. So, you know, it's, it's just been busy. The NFL has fallen off track. We're going to get it back on track, try to get back to those previews this week. Cause I'm excited to keep talking football, but that'll be tomorrow night or Tuesday night. We'll have that Wednesday pop culture is coming back at you Thursday. Soda sound radio getting back on track with our normal weekly scheduled programs as well. And I am I am slowly but surely um, working on putting out part two of Pro Wrestling for Dummies. Um, I don't know when I'm going to make this work. If if um, I'm devoting fifty to sixty five hours of my day of my week at work now with drive time and approved overtime that I got to milk. Come on now, uh, and doing three other shows. But damn it, I don't sleep, and I'm here to give you content. That's that's my goal. That's my goal. No sleep, <laughs> just just radio and content for you guys. So. Going on, I'm excited. Hit us up at Strong Style Media on Facebook. Join our group, Standing Eight Count Radio, on Facebook as well. On Twitter, we're at Sportscast Radio. That's where you can catch tweets for both shows, uh, sports and boxing related. Also, WrestleCast underscore SSM on Twitter. We will be putting in the shirts this weekend coming up. The shirt order will go through. So if you have not reserved your shirt. You have about five days to pre-order with the size of shirt you want. So the, the, we had the black and the gray. Five days, people. So get at us. Let us know what you want. Um, otherwise, you'll be at the mercy of what, what basically we're going to have left. <laughs> so if you want a shirt, want both shirts, send me a message, Facebook, something, whatever. Uh, but we appreciate y'all kicking it with us here tonight on Standing Eight Count. Elijah, it's always a pleasure. We will catch y'all next Sunday. Standing A Count. Peace out. Goodbye.